Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Sankey's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Assalamu alaikum. Seki here. And um, I'm so excited to be here on the podcast. You know, it's been a couple of, should I say, weeks that I have, you know, shared the podcast out. I'm still on track, but yeah, I'm just super excited to be back. And this um, particular ex- episode is, you know, very personal and dear to me. It's about my reflections on the past decade. So on the past decade of my life. And normally, I do not share a lot of the things that go on in my mind. Um, but... I feel strongly to talk about, you know, my experiences in the past decade, some of the things that have really, you know, hit me or things that have been at the forefront of my mind for the past decade. And perhaps there's, it's going to be like a release for me as well. So let's get into it, right? So I turn 30 tomorrow. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> And I'm in my feels really like for the past two to three weeks, I have just been in like reflection mode. I have just been very emotional, to be honest. And I think it stems more from, it's not necessarily from the fact that, yes, 30 is like a, should I say a big age or, a, or an age that, you know, a lot of people do a lot of paparazzi around, right? But I think it stems for me more from, you know, a sense of gratitude that I haven't felt in a very long time, right? And also the fact that I am coming into this age with a shift in my being and um, a good sense of the person I am evolving into, right? Alhamdulillah. So the thing is, frankly speaking, this past decade has been the most turbulent one for me. And more specifically, the past five years, um, has been the most melancholic for me. Um, I experienced, you know, quite a a season of should I say sadness or like a dampness in spirits, um, for the lack of better word, right? And yes, it might seem a bit premature to say say that because I mean it's just three decades I have spent outside, um, but my sincere prayer for me is that this would be the saddest or the dampest in spirits I would ever be um, for the rest of my life. And it's not because I won't ever face challenges again, but rather because um, I think I have internalized my experiences. I have learned. I'm more matured now. And um, I believe strongly that I now have the toolkits and the resources to, you know, help me approach challenges with a new sense of, you know, peace, control, and total reliance in Allah, right? And, um, yeah, so, like I said, I'm really so emotional, so you might not feel it in my voice, but um, for someone that is not very excitable, right, I feel very emotional as you know, I speak about this. So please bear with me if um, my communication or my sentences seem a bit scattered or all over the place. Uh, so it's just a lot of 
processing and a lot of emotions that I'm trying to process and I am filled with so much awe and gratitude um, for the evidence of um, growth that I feel and see in my life, right? So um, <laughs> let me tell you something a bit funny, right? So when I sent, so I, I had a photo shoot done because I haven't, you know, I haven't taken a picture of my family since, you know, I had my kids and we don't have like a family picture. So I said, you know what, I'm going to do a family photo shoot and also do a, a shoot for myself, right? And when I sent the pictures to one of my soul sisters, um, Tilewa, um, she was like, I thought you would never turn 30. And I was like, you know what? I feel the exact same way, right? It's And I think it's most likely because I've always um, been kind of ahead of my years. So I was always usually like the youngest amongst my peers. But you wouldn't know because, you know, I do not behave like I, I behave in a more uh, matured manner, right? So quite honestly, I have an old soul, right? So um, it seemed like it took forever to crawl out of my 20s. But anywho, I welcome this new decade with um, an inquisitiveness of what Allah has in store for me. I come into this decade with a confidence and knowing um, than I have, have ever felt before. Right, so when I reflect on my life over the past decade, I think one word that I would use to describe it is self-discovery. So the past 10 years um, were a time of blessings, experimentations, you know, trials and errors, failures, rebellion, confusion, questioning, you know, and discoveries about myself, both the good, the bad, the ugly. So um, this decade has been honestly uh, i don't even know how to put it so i had so many first you know i got married i um i bagged my two degrees within this decade i i had my kids you know i started a business i failed at the business you know i, I you know i attended programs I did lots of learning so this has been a very very you know it's i don't know how to put it it's just been a very insightful decade to be honest right so when i talk about you know my blessings again i talk about my marriage i talk about my family um, new friendships, old friendships, old and consistent friendships, um, the gifts of my children, the gifts of being able to pause to examine where I am, you know, call myself out of my, call myself out on my bullshit, you know, and, you know, being able to say, where do I want to be? What do I need to do? How do I need to improve upon myself? Because to be honest, I had a lot of, <laughs> nonsense that i was doing that you know i needed to totally change so i also you know talk about the blessings of my reconnection to allah in a more intentional way so i am able to recognize the actions that draw me closer to him and for that i am eternally grateful right so when i talk about my trials and errors you know my failures rebellion and confusion honestly i had um 
I had a lot of that, like a lot of first failures in my 20s. So I have always been one that never really failed per se at anything I've done, right? So even if I am not number one, I will sure be above average, uh, you know. So imagine me now failing. So during my master's degree, I failed an essential course. I think it was a course, it was a course on research and the funny thing is i enjoyed that course so much i was so enthusiastic about you know submitting that paper and i failed it and you know i felt the shock to my core right and so i had never failed anything up until that point at least to the to my remembrance so it was a big shock for me right and um when i also think about my back and forth wrestling with business in the past few years I, I, you know, it's been, it's been an eye opener for me, but I have learned a few things from those experiences. You know, um, I realized that my default disposition is that of optimism and hope actually. And, um, I always believe that I would succeed somehow, right? Somehow I'll figure it out. And, um, Yes, I did eventually succeed with you know my master's programs because I I I wrote the paper again. I took the corrections. I you know, um, wrote the paper again and I I did finish my master's and um, yeah, that was great. But now I also look forward to you know really excelling at um, business and every other thing that I put my hands to, beat Nila. So. Uh, yeah so this reflection really might sway more towards my career right as that has been the area where, of my life where i have had the most headache sincerely my my career and how i show up in the world how i contribute to the world has given me the most headache but yeah it has also been the one that has propelled me and led me to to change right it has led me to self-discovery Right, so, you know, my career and how I made my contribution to the world was a major source of confusion and sadness for me, honestly. And unlike some people, I am blessed or I have a burden, depending on, you know, which angle we want to look at it from, um, in the sense that I have many interests. I'm able to learn across, um, I have an appetite, a huge, huge appetite for learning, right? So I'm able to grasp knowledge from all sorts of industries easily. And I can actually, if I apply, if I decide that this is what I want to do, I'm able to, you know, apply that knowledge and do it, right? Um, but I also cannot do well or I cannot thrive doing something that doesn't tug at my heartstrings, doesn't tug at the core of who I am, right? It doesn't make me feel alive. I don't know how to, to, should I say compromise? And it can be a weakness and it can also be a strength, right? But I just, um, I just couldn't bring myself to that, um, stage of, you know what, I'm going to compromise for a little bit still when I get, well, to when I really discover what I really, really want to do. So the thing is, I can try, but eventually I will fizzle out. So it's kind of like a blessing and a curse. Um, 
when I think about it. But yeah, so I graduated at the age of 20 and um, I, I studied pharmacy, by the way. And I graduated at the age of 20 and um, from my internship year. So I, I did one year internship at Luth and my NYC was spent in because of my local government, you know, I was doing my role as a pharmacist. And from there, I already knew that, you know, I didn't see myself working as a pharmacist as, as in like how it was being practiced. And at that time in the long haul, it was just, it, it was draining me really. It was monotonous. It wasn't exciting for me. The only thing I used to say excited me about it was, you know, speaking to people, you know, talking to people, trying to um, hear their stories, trying to make them feel um, better, basically. It was beyond the medications for me, right? So that was, like, the only thing that I liked. But every other thing was so boring and monotonous for me. So, yeah, although everyone, to everyone, you know, being a pharmacist is a noble job, which I totally agree. And, yes, it would pay the bills for me, etc and all those other good stuff right and you know perhaps you know it commands a level of respect because i remember you know when i go out and you know my my parents um friends see me they're like uh, you want a pharmacist right you're the, you're the pharmacist right so you know it, it has the ability to command um a level of respect but it just wasn't for me um it just wasn't what i saw myself doing for a long while right i could um the process of you know providing access to drug or you know guiding people on like their medications and and all that is indeed impactful to people um but it just wasn't resonating with me at my core um wasn't resonating with me on the best way that i wanted to that i felt i could you know contribute to the world right so Sometimes I ask myself, you know, should I have stuck with it for a while, you know, for the stability and structure that it might have brought me, at least, even if not for anything, at least financially, right? And the answer is maybe, maybe. Um, And sometimes I do think of it as one of the mistakes, in quotes, that I made as a young adult. Um, But it depends on how I look at it, right? And the truth is, it is a thought that I have ruminated on, chewed and digested in the past. And honestly, I am done with that thought. I think to I think I have come to a place of forgiveness. I've forgiven myself for a lack of better word. Um, and I am moving on to fully embrace the reality that all decisions I made in the past couple of years had, you know, they have led me to discover a lot about myself and you know, it has initiated, you know, growth in me, although it has been a very painful process. So, yes, I could have stuck with that job for a while. You know, that saying of how you do the things that you don't want to do so that you can have the ability to now do the things that you want to do, right? So, I mean, it could have worked for me, but I also um, am embracing that thought of, you know, nothing happens by mistake, and um, there was a reason why I had to go through this excruciating um, process, right? So, um, so when I talk about like rebellion, you know, I mean um, going ahead, you know, the fact that I went ahead to 
explore and move through the haze of finding myself when it made absolutely no sense right to myself and to you know people around me so like my family my parents you know my in-laws you know it made no sense because i mean i had a growing family you know i had my children i had a growing family and logically this is not the time to be dilly-dallying to be saying you know you're trying to find what you really um want to do how you really want to contribute it's a time to you know when you think about it logically to you know try and like make money so that you can take care of your family and all that stuff so as so it just didn't make sense right but i went through that stage of rebellion where i was like you know what i really really want to you know discover more about myself because i think up until my 20s i've just literally been on autopilot i didn't grow up in luck alhamdulillah i'm not even going to lie about that i might not have had like the best best things but i definitely did not lack so it was more of just you know i'm just staying on that comfortable part of you know this is what i you know go to school have good grades go to uni from uni you know find a, a job and all that but i felt it was a form of rebellion for me um where i'm just like you know what i just want to pause and really um find out what i want to do with myself you know and um, as cliche as it sounds you know authenticity as is one of my core values right and I find the need to always want to show up as the same person all around. So it's not really easy for me to, you know, compartmentalize my life to say, okay, maybe at work, I'm this person, at home, I'm this person. My life is too integrated for that. So I don't know how to do that. So that's why it's one of the reasons why it's very important for me that I do things that speak to me and that make me feel alive because one part of my life um, affects another part of my life, right? So when I think about my core value of authenticity, it's you know it's not surprise to me why I decided to tell that part of you know finding what rings true for me, even though it didn't you know seem like the logical thing to do, basically. So has the process been tough extremely tough yes it has you know has it set me back a couple of millions yes because you know if i had stuck to you know the normal route of okay this is what you finished with this is what you should do i probably you know allah knows best i probably would be like a multi millionaire not in dollars but at least in naira right but yeah Yes, it has set me back a couple of millions. Um, in the real sense of, or maybe in terms of like what people value, maybe uh, career progression. Yes, it has set me back, but from the get go, I've not really been one to care much about that. So that's not really something that hurt me, right? But yeah. So yeah, um, looking back, you know, I. I think and I believe that I was a little bit too critical of myself and that was what led me down the the drain of like worry, you know, dissatisfaction 
an apprehension that you know time was going and i wasn't really making headway or i i wasn't achieving anything right so because of i was always the one that everyone had high expectations of so i am a daddy's girl to the core and my daddy loves me to bits and pieces like i'm not even you know he loves me to bits and pieces and everybody that knows him knows that he loves me right so i have so he has always had high expectations for me he's always had high dreams and hopes for me and i've also returned that um same feeling of you know because i'm a daddy's girl i always want to you know make him proud and all that so i really struggled between going through my season of discovery um with calm and the need to live up to that expectation that my my family had on me right and um i didn't want to disappoint them and it was just a struggle for me so trying to balance that you know what sometimes i i, I don't know i feel like i'm not making headway but um i also don't want to make them feel like oh this girl is really not doing anything right or you know they're scared that i am not making headway something like that i i hope you don't understand what i mean right but at this point though i really really need to shout out to my parents i need to shout out to my husband i need to shout out to my family my friends you know my friends turned sisters you know even though um they might have felt that I am crazy for not just, you know, maybe continuing with what I know, right? Um, they never, ever gave me grief about it. They never, you know, for once, like, made me... I don't even know if it was a thought that they had, but yes, I do know that for sure my parents had that thought of, you know, being scared, like, oh, what's the next step for me? right but i do need to like really really shout out to every one of them that they never gave me grief about it they didn't give me any sub um sort of pressure instead you know they showered me with support on all the experimentations that i went through so from taking on some roles to my fashion business to you know the different things right they really just supported me and they were always there to cheer me on and Really, that just gave me grace to roll in the mud without, you know, berating, um, without berating me. It just made me, it gave me that grace, right? And I forever remain in gratitude for having such support around me because I do not take it for granted that other people might not have had that luxury. And yes, it is a luxury because not any, not everybody has the opportunity to, uh, or had have the luxury to know that you know there are people that have their back even when maybe things don't work out in a particular endeavor that 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 they decided to pursue right so i always had that um sense of calm um in my mind that even at whatever anything that happens i still have people that you know have my back and will come through for me so i am so grateful I'm so grateful for them and I'm so grateful for, you know, the support I had around me. 
So um, I do realize now, though, that, you know, life most times is not an all or nothing um, scenario. So, you know, sometimes you do need to do the uncomfortable and unfulfilling stuff to do the things that spark joy for you. Um, like I said previously, but then again, um, it's like a double-edged sword, right? Um, it might most likely work for someone. Maybe you had, you know, a goal and you're kind of clear on where you're going. Um, so you're just like, you know what, I'm just going to do this for a while, while, um, for a while, then go on to do the thing I want to do. But you see me <laughs> as at that six, seven years ago, you know, I had no damn clue on what i was doing you know and that might have taken me deeper in a direction that was inauthentic to me right and like i said i'm not going to dwell so much on that thought anymore because again everything happens for a reason and there's definitely a reason i had to go through that turbulent and confusing um, path right so Alhamdulillah, I'm so, so, so much better now, right? So, so talking about, you know, discoveries, right? Um, in this decade, particularly in the past three years, right? I have come into a confirmation of the things that actually make me come alive, right? So, um, but I have been... But when I realized what it was, right, it was in conflict with what I was doing for my day-to-day -day at the time. So at my core, you know, I love to encourage, I love to, I love to teach, I love to cope, um, to coach, I love to see people and things, you know, at the, at the very best that they can be, right? And that was not in any way close to the fashion business I was running, right? So, again, the question is, could I have done it on the side? Yes. And the funny thing is, I actually did try, you know, like, I had a couple of ladies I mentored on, like, the business of fashion during, in 2020, during, like, the pandemic. But it did not come from a place um, of, like, ease and calm it came from a place of like force and desperation right so um it was during the pandemic and my business took a hit because my niche um is workwear right so during the pandemic i mean people were not going to work so my business took a big hit and there was the rave about you know online courses at the time so I, at that at that time i just thought you know i like to teach at least that's something that i know for sure that I like to do and you know there are people that need my counsel they came to me that they need my counsel so I'm like you know what I do need the extra income so I can as well you know do it so I did a good job of teaching these ladies if I may say so myself right some I did pro bono some um I, it was paid right but for me it just felt a little bit forced and premature for me to be honest i felt like i wasn't ready for that at that time so the the question i always circled back to every time was i know what i should be doing you know but why am i not doing it then right and when i think and reflect 
um, deeply on it, I come back to some a couple of conclusions. So at the crux of it all, I it all boiled down to like fear. So I was scared of failing, right? So you know when you have discovered or you've come into possession of like a gem or something of great value and because you do not want any harm to come to it you know you become overprotective and you hinder it from going full circle so that was it for me so i have now discovered my natural giftings or it has come to the um, to the forefront but i was scared of failure so i decided so i was you know subconsciously just repressing repressing it right i also kept off um from acting on my natural giftings for so long that i now started to doubt it and now started to be a case of you know are you even sure this is this is it are you really sure that this is what you are gifted at right i started to second guess it and lose that conviction but inshallah i that would it's never again right never again um like i said i'm going into this decade with a new with a knowing with a confidence that i have never felt before right so never again right i was i was also scared of what people would see right so the the saying of you know she's all over the place she's jumping from one thing to another you know all those things you know kept me and made me put a lead on the core giftings of mine right and but now i know that it's okay to express myself in multiple ways and i really do not care you know what people might say because at the end of the day like i said we are multi-dimensional human beings and i don't know where i bought into that light of you just have to be one thing right so now i know better and um that is what i'll be carrying forward with me and I was also, I think I also had self-doubt of, you know what, I have these giftings, but I'm just not ready. I do not feel like I am skilled enough um, to do, to teach, to coach, to mentor. You know, I didn't feel that um, strong sense of competence. And for me, going back to the fact that, you know, I have to do things I have to do things excellently well. I need to do, if I'm doing something, it has to be true. It has to be to the best of my ability, right? And so that also kept me from, you know, like from really going headlong and pursuing these things that I know that I I have a gift in for, right? And um, again, I was afraid of it failing. And it all went back to the fact that, you know, what if I tried it and it failed? Right, but the question that I ask myself over and over again, and I have come to realize is, how would I know if I never try? You know, how would I know if it will fail or succeed if I never try? And you do not hone your skills by just reading more or just thinking and rummaging about it. You you develop it by actually put it into practice, right? So start from where you are and keep honing that skill. And that is what I I, I am going into this decade with. 
I am going to be honing those natural giftings that I have. So it's one thing to be gifted in something, but it's a different thing to build expertise and competence in it. And that is what I'll be going into this decade with. That is what I'm going to be doing moving forward, right? Um, so I know where to focus my attention on, and I am more than ready to, you know, take on those challenges now, right? I know the skills that I need to really develop and I am excited to, you know, go ham on them. So in all this scary cuttiness and, you know, in all my fear and everything, um, Allah in his infinite mercies and wisdom, he knew that I needed courage and he sent down that courage to me in the form of being ill. And so I know you guys might have heard me talk about the fact that I was ill, you know, so I developed um, thyroid issues. I had the um, hyper hyperthyroidism um, in March last year. I think just about this time last year, because I know I, I celebrated my 29th birthday in a very like I, I i wasn't i wasn't feeling well i was in pain at this time you know the symptoms had already started getting very um pronounced right so um yeah just before my 29th birthday and you know my experience during the tick of it gave me the hard resets that i needed so i realized that you know i had been too hard on myself and so I couldn't see the blessings that Allah had, Allah had given me, right? I wasn't appreciative of the good things that I, I had in my life. You know, I was just so worried about, you know, the future, you know, so worried about, you know, I'm not doing a lot, I'm not living up to my own expectations for myself, right? So it became clear to me that I was living from a place of fear and worry, um, instead of from a place of, you know, peace, a place of tower cool and trusting that Allah has me covered, right? Um, it dawned on me how easily it is for someone to actually live and die within, um, without actually scratching the surface of their potential or dying with dreams in their heart. And I was just like, you know what? I do not want to continue this way i can't afford to continue this way there were so many things i have so many ideas i have so many you know dreams that i want to fulfill so what's the point of just you know running around in my head and not having the courage to take baby steps towards achieving it right so that period gave me that hard reset that i needed you know it kind of should i say slapped me awake Right, so anybody that I've spoken to in recent times, I always tell them that a shift happened for me um, during that period, and I'm forever, I am eternally grateful for it. I do know that that was God sent for me. It was because, like I said, I'm someone that had not experienced a very huge deal of like big blows so even all my life i've not had losses of people that are really close to me the the major loss that i suffered was in 2020 and that was that of my father-in-law they you know god forgive him allah forgive him may he make his grave spacious and wide for him and that's like the major loss that i've suffered in my life that really like 
hits me to really you know show me how fickle life is right and yes that that made me think but it didn't give me you know that shift or that hard reset that i needed right so when i think about the past three years um since when i you know i i had that conviction that this is the path that i want to tow right i feel like i have been like a car who has been ignited and you know has been revving up for the longest time right but now i am ready to move right i am ready to move in the direction that my soul is urging me to right and again i thank allah for that experience that i had last year it was really tough for me but it was also during that experience that i reevaluated my relationship with my rob it was during that experience that you know i had that downtime to actually do a lot of work on myself and to now start implementing the things that i've learned you know over the years and even when i look at my life even from within that one year period the past one year the past two years i have changed a whole lot i've changed in my thinking i've changed in you know the things i do i've changed my approach to life i have to lie i don't even worry half as much as i used to before right because i i realized how how much you know i'm worrying and you know the next minute i dropped dead and you know it's all gone it's you know there's nothing anymore right so what's the point of worrying when you can't just you know be doing things that can draw you closer um, and earn you re- rewards in this life and hereafter right either through the things that i say the, the things that i do you know so what what does worry really do for me right so that that was a great awakening for me right so I'm really, really um ready to to move. May Allah help me. I'm really ready to move. Right. And um last week or was it two weeks ago, I think it was um International Women's Day, right? And I saw a post on one of my sisters page, um, Omodara, and she showed a snippet of um an interview that she had i think it was with business day or so and you know they asked them to 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 say what they would you know an advice that they would give to their um their younger self and for her you know it was a it was a long like a piece of advice but two key ones um stood out for me um she said that i would certainly tell my younger self to be kinder to herself I would tell her not to fret and worry too much about the future. I know she also mentioned about, you know, um, not worrying too much about the, I think, process or about pleasing others and, you know, just having total trust in Allah. But I remember messaging her when I saw this and I said that the two sentences that that's, you know, being kinder to herself and not fretting and worrying too much about the future was for me, you know. I felt it deep in my soul. I definitely, if I had, if I, I could go back um, in time, I definitely would be kinder to myself and not worry so much, you know. I would have 
um, spent more time in gratitude and appreciation of the things and the blessings that I did have rather than worrying about the future. I would have lived more in the present because I realized that the past does nothing for me. Um, I can gain lessons from it, but I can't really do much to change the past. And I can also not, you know, do much about the future because it is not within my control, right? So I would have focused more on the present where I had, you know, a locus of control over, right? So I definitely would have been kinder to myself. And I do urge anyone that, you know, might be experiencing or might be very critical of, you know, if you know that you are someone who is really critical of yourself and you have high expectations for yourself, please give yourself some compassion and kindness. It goes a long way. It shifts something in you. So please give yourself some some form of grace, please. So um, earlier in the year, in January, um, my husband asked me, um, are you living your purpose? So he asked this question after looking at a picture on my vision board. Right, and I do catch him from time to time. Maybe I don't know if it gets inspiration from it, I don't know, but he does look at my vision board from time to time, right? And he asked me that question, and I had to like really pause and think about the answer that I wanted to give because you know I wanted to be sure that it was an it was um an answer that was true um to me, right? Um and at the end of the day, I babbled, you know, something about, you know, how I was looking for a word to summarize everything. Um, and if, you know, um, maybe if I, if I was going to choose a word, you know, it would be, you know, I am like an encourager and yada, yada. Like I like to push people to be the best version of themselves. And if it's in terms of like businesses, you know, I'm really um, passionate about like the people, the systems, the processes. You know, just having those things in place so that, you know, that business can really thrive and be the best that it can possibly be, right? But, um, of course, normal Seki, you know, the one that likes to analyze and introspect a lot, like, this is my mind then. I do, you know, think about a lot of things that I do not share out, um, outward, but, yeah, it, I took another swab and another job at that question of are you leaving your purpose i took another job at it and a few minutes later this is what came to this is what stood out for me or this is what came to my mind right um for me it was that you know the core of what i feel strongly um, about what my purpose has always been was you know always it has always been towards pushing myself and others towards being you know that better version of ourselves every single day you know just trying to do better um on at every level right and on deeper reflection i wasn't surprised that at the core of everything that i have done you know or i've wanted to do has always revolved around that you know um and even though i didn't know it then it's easier for me to spot it now because i have done and i am still doing the work of you know getting to know more about myself so i remember my mentor from a work um asking me in 2018 what i felt called to do and i cannot ex remember the exact sentence 
that I, because I know she said I should describe it in like a sentence, just one sentence. I can't remember the exact words. I'm sure if I checked my journals or one of my jottings from then, I would find it. But I remember two words um, vividly. I remember guidance and I remember um, people. No, three words. I remember guidance. I remember people and I remember better. Right. So and when I think about it, so in secondary school, you know, when or as a young young child, when they ask, you know, what did I what did I want to do or what did I want to become, you know, I would say I wanted to become a doctor. And at the core doing then my imagination was, you know, I just wanted to help people feel better. Right. And um when I went went on to my masters, you know, and that was the same thought process I I I I I um followed when you know I eventually settled for pharmacy in my head I'm just like you know it still has to do with like helping people you know feel better feel healthy so you know I might not be missing out on so much so let me just go for it anyway since I have started it right so at the core for me it's always been to like help people feel better optimize you know like well-being right so when i went for my master's as well you know it was with that motivation to you know help people feel safe heard you know healthy happy you know just being well generally and in my fashion business i wanted muslim women to to um to be confident and remain confident in their choice to cover up. So it was not more about me trying to instill confidence in them, right? It was more about, you know what, I see you, I, I, you have made this decision and I support you a hundred percent and I'm going to do all it takes for me to encourage you to, you know, believe and be confident in that choice that you made right and um in my volunteering activities you know i volunteered with like um sexual and reproductive health um during my nyc during after that you know i volunteered with you know pharmacy nafdac right and it was about you know like smoking drug abuse trying to teach teenagers and all that to stay away from like drug abuse stay away from like sexual you know and um reproductive health mistakes and all that so you know trying to avoid trying to guide these people from avoiding like reckless behavior that could derail them or um deem the future that they had ahead of them and also make them realize how important it is to have like a sense of purpose and all that right and now at my job at leonai you know i'm focused on like putting you know, making sure that the people are thriving, they have all the resources that they ha- they need. Um, I also want to make sure that they, there are structures and processes in place to ensure that, you know, the business, the company, you know, lives up to its vision of being, you know, the most trusted financial adversary firm in Africa, right? So I've always had those things around, right? And you know, um, last year when I started the Learn Network and Discussion events and even this podcast, you know, it's been around encouraging people to live a joyful and authentic life, you know, encourage people to 
have fun, interact, you know, building that safe space, right? So at the core, you know, I've always wanted people or things to be in the best shape at every given point in time. And it is with this renewed information and conviction that I'll be supercharging on with my various expressions in this new decade, right? So it's been hard. It's been extremely hard to come to this point um, where I can speak about this like freely now without, you know, being like sad or or you know anything right i am really at peace and any time anyone asks me like how am, how am i doing i'm like alhamdulillah i can't even complain i'm actually enjoying my life right now and i pray that inshallah it stays that way right um i'm grateful for the part that i have told um i have learned so much and i'm still learning so much about myself and the world around me and how I fit in and, you know, how I want to show up, you know, I'm really, really grateful for the process of self-discovery because I do know that it's hard and it's not um, everybody that has that opportunity um, to really, it really is a blessing to kind of discover yourself, you know, apart from, you know, the things that you have been handed down from, like, your infancy from your childhood it really is a lot because we have like layers and layers of different imprints on us based on you know like our environment how we're raised and all that so it really is something to kind of peel back some of those layers to just discover yourself right and um i'm really really grateful for that process like i said i'm still learning it's a lifelong journey but i I feel like I um I have clarity to a large extent, right? And um I am in serious serious awe of Allah. I'm in serious awe of him for always having my back and showing me that he sees and he hears me whenever I need the confirmation the most, right? And I am grateful for experiencing love from my family and friends. I have you know, I have come full circle into a place of self-love and respect. And I welcome that feeling of showing up as my full self in all aspects of my life with every person that I, I encounter. And I welcome the feeling of showing up with love, like genuine, true love. Right. So to summarize for me, um, it's clear that in order to kind of leave joyfully radiantly right um this is not um an exhaustive list but i just wanted to highlight a, f a few points in the sense that you know you must there, there are two sides of a person there's the lower side like the lower self and there's the higher self and at every given point of, t of time you must always choose to leave from the higher version of yourself it's a process, it's a journey, and you just have to keep struggling to move towards the higher version of yourself. You know, a strong support system is very key. Um, it's very key. It has been, it has made a whole lot of difference for me, right? Um, you must love others and be willing to receive love. You must trust your instincts. It tells you something most of the time. It might not always be right, but 
it's in those moments even if it's wrong you learn something valuable right you learn to trust yourself more right clarity is key you don't need to have everything figured out you just need to know enough to take your next step right um goals planning routines all that stuff they're very important and i wish i had that more ingrained in me you know as a young a younger adult right but they're very important they're very very important um the journey to knowing oneself can be hard so give yourself compassion and grace um and you also have to remember that it's a lifelong process you definitely need god on your side you know forging a genuine relationship with him is non-negotiable it's very very important um, there are many sides to you, so you don't have to box yourself into, you know, showing up or exhibiting just one side. It's okay to come out full circle. And life is persisting, so go easy on yourself and try to squeeze out the lessons from each season. Enjoy it as well. Like, that's very key. Um, situations do not have to be all, like, all or nothing, Right. Um, it can be this and that, right? There can be and. It doesn't have to be either or, right? And um, stability and structure is very essential. So during this um, past season, I realized that there is no flexibility without structure, right? And I needed to, you know, come correct. I needed to call myself out of my bullshit, all the scatteredness that I was... I was living from wasn't cutting it so i needed to you know have some form of stability and structure in terms of in terms of how i i run my day how you know i do things right so um alhamdulillah now i have a job that has given me structure and stability in terms of like my finances so um i have that piece that i that i need to pursue my other interests right um my role and the good thing is my role is utilizing some of my natural giftings and it's also like my um, present i like to teach right so it's using some of these things and it's also helping me to help um put things structures in place to make sure that things are going smoothly and it's also helping me to think about ways to make sure that the people in the team on the team are you know thriving um as much as possible right so it's also that role is also helping me develop my natural giftings and it's helping me discover even more areas of interest or things that i can apply my giftings to and i am so thrilled mashallah right so i'm rounding off now and i know this has been a long episode but like i said i'm talking from my heart and I already feel so much relief already. Um, alhamdulillah. So I put up a post recently on how I love my name so much. And I don't know if it has to do with the story behind how, you know, my, my dad was so proud of when he was naming me. I don't know what it is. But I also realized that my name has played a huge role. When I think about who I am as a person, I... I, I feel like I embody my name in all forms, right? So, my name is Sakina, which means tranquility. 
and not just any type of tranquility, a God-given tranquility. My natural wiring is that of calm and ease. And with that, I welcome this new decade with a sense of calm and peaceful execution. Please, please say a prayer. You know, send prayers up to my rub for me. I need every, every sincere prayer I can get, you know. And I pray that everything that you pray for me also happens for you. And my sincere prayer for you listening to this is that you always, when you reflect on your life, you feel a sense of gratitude. You know, um, I pray that you love, you're able to love and, you know, you are loved in return. I pray that you are able to live. I pray that you're able to thrive. And I pray that you live in alignment and flow. I pray that Allah loves you. And I pray that you lead life to attain our journey to Fidaros. I mean, I pray that everything that you do on this earth will count towards, you know, your life in the hereafter. You would be full of good deeds. You would be a person of pure heart and pure soul. All this I pray for myself as well. I mean... So, this girl is stepping into a new season. I'm 30 tomorrow, yo. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. I am so, so thrilled and I am excited. I am, I am happy. I'm full of gratitude and I look forward to the next decade of my life. Alhamdulillah. All right. I think I am done and uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I would love to hear. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your reflections as well. Do you see any similarities in my story or in some of my reflections? Do you have, you know, any words of encouragement for me? Do you want to share anything? I'd love to hear from you and, um, I do hope that this episode has, you know, blessed you in one way or the other. I know it has done a lot for me and I pray that, you know, Allah accepts it from me and I pray that, you know, he just, he just continue, continuously, you know, he, he stays with me and guides me as he has always done. On that note, assalamu alaikum and have a great week. I love you all for the sake of Allah. Masalam.